day. Anybody been to the Grand Canyon? Uh, I think we have a picture just for us to get a little feel for that. And that's a wow, right? And there are a lot of things that are a wow around us, the beauty and the grandeur of God's creation. And then there's another kind of wow, a kind of quieter moment when we thank God for a free country. When we go to a place like Arlington National Cemetery or the Vietnam Wall and it's like breathtaking, right? There's kind of this thankful wow. Or there's those moments when you're reading the Bible, God's Word, and something from His Word speaks to your heart. You know, it's funny. Uh, a lot of the scriptures are very familiar to me. I've had almost 40 years in ministry, and I've tried to make it a discipline to read through the Bible several times and to, to, to study and, and love God's Word. But every so often, uh, I'm reading a text, a familiar passage, and it's like the Lord says something new through it, something fresh through it. So for just a moment, before I go on with more of the message, I wanted us to take some time and let the, the Word of God take our breath away. So we created a video with some scripture and some voiceover, and it's just a chance to lean into God's word. Some passages from Psalms that inspire our worship, as well as from the last book of the New Testament, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, that speak about worshiping God forever. Let's watch and let's listen. So Lord, I have seen you in the holy place. I have seen your power, your shining greatness. My lips will praise you because your loving kindness is better than life. So I will give you honor to you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul will be filled as woods and my mouth praises you with lips of joy. Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let, let us, us sing loud with joy, with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us come before him, giving thanks. thanks. Let us make the sound of joy to him with our songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his, his hands and the tops of the mountains belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands made the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us get down on our knees before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people of his field and the sheep of his hand. As I look and I hear the voices of a lot of angels around the throne and the voices of the living creatures and, and the, the elders, elders, we are millions and millions of them. And they are saying in a loud voice, 
The Lamb who was killed is worthy to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. Then I heard all the beings in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and in the sea offer praise. All of them were saying, Praise, honor, glory, and strength forever and ever to the one who sits on the throne and, and to, to the, the Lamb. Lamb. Revelation 5, 11 to 13. Hmm. Hmm. God's word is a wow. Being able to read it and hear it and be blessed by it is a wow. Sometimes we forget that. Like many things in life, we can take them for granted. And so today I want to challenge all of us to lean in to the wonder of God's work, God's world, God's creation, and just the chance to, to love him back. How cool is that? There's an outline in the program today. You can take it out and follow along. It has the scripture lesson as well as the fill-ins. And you can fire up your YouVersion app and follow along there under events and you'll find our church listed. You know, we need to have more wow when we come to worship him on Sunday. We need to have wow on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and every other day. Maybe that's the hardest, right? When life is a little mundane and ordinary and sometimes even difficult. We need a sense of wonder in the midst of our everyday lives. And when we learn the, the discipline, the self-discipline of setting our minds on things above of worshiping God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, it can become, in fact, a way of life, a habit. And so that's my prayer today, that the Lord will help us to learn those things and practice them in the days and weeks to come. You know, it isn't easy to keep the wow. Sometimes things sort of drain them out of us. Have you ever been all excited and then, oh, I don't know, the coffee was lousy and the traffic <laughs> was annoying and um, you had a headache and you lost the wow, right? Uh, one of my favorite theologians, uh, Dr. Seuss, puts it this way. You'll be on the way up and you'll see great heights and you'll join the high, see great sights. You'll join the high flyers who fly to great heights. You won't lag behind because you'll have the speed. You'll pass the whole gang and you'll take the lead. Wherever you fly, you'll be the best of the best. Wherever you go, you'll top all the rest, except when you don't. Because sometimes you won't. I'm sorry to say so, but sadly it's true that bang-ups and hang-ups can happen to you. You'll get all hung up in a prickly perch and your gang will fly on. You'll be left in the lurch. You'll come down from the lurch with an unpleasant bump, and the chances are then that you'll be in a slump. And when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun, because unslumping yourself is not easily done. And I get a mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we know about that. So how do we do that? How does the Lord help us with that? I'm glad you asked, okay? Let's look at that outline. The first thing is to have more wow on Sunday to decide with God's help that we will lean into him when we come to worship together. The Bible teaches us this, the Old Testament book of Psalms. I love the Psalms. 
they stretch me and challenge me. And one of the classic passages is from Psalm 100, beginning with verse 4, which says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, and praise his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Now let's go back to the first slide. What's the very first word? Enter. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. In other words, we come into the presence of God with a, with a spirit of thankfulness, uh, ready to worship, right? When we arrive, before we heard a song, before we know whether we like the playlist or not, we've decided we're going to worship. Before we hear the sermon, before we know whether the pastor's going to give us a bunt single or a grand slam, we're going to decide it's going to be good because we're going to hear from God, right? Right? You know, I heard of a pastor who, you know, used to put his sermon title out on the sign and try and think of creative things to put out front to make people come on Sunday. And so one day he decided that he was done with that because, you know, there was reason to come no matter what was on the sign, right? We get to come because we get to sing songs of worship in the presence of Almighty God. We get to use our voice and some of us even our hands to worship him. You know, Nancy and I did, we're not born as hand raisers. Did you know that? Uh, in fact, I was probably 45 years old before I ever raised my hands in worship and liked it. Prior to that, I was kind of resentful most of the time. You know, someone would say, let's all lift our hands. I'd be like, I am not lifting my hands. <laughs> if you make me raise my hand, it's just, I'm just going to have a bad attitude about it. So, um, but I was watching other people and I thought, well, they're having fun. Now, they seem, to, they seem to like doing that. Like, what's up with that? Maybe they just have different DNA than I do. And I remember going, actually, I went to Promise Keepers to one of their conferences, and I just decided, I don't know anybody here. If I look weird, they, they won't, you know, I won't be embarrassed. So guess what I did? I went like that. <laughs> I didn't get them above my shoulders. No way, right? Just give them a little sort of waist high. You know, uh, Lord, Lord, you're good. Lord, I worship you. And um, it's, become, it's become a heart habit because I get to worship God with my hands. I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I've done some things with my hands I wasn't really proud of. But I get to do worship of the lone, of the one and only God. And I'm blessed to be able to do that. And to, sometimes I clap, we clap to the Lord. Because we have bodies that he's given us and we worship him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. And that just flows out of us because we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. What was the second verse there? The second part of it? For the Lord is good. Not, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. Not because of how the service went, but because of the very character and nature of God. His unfailing love continues how long? Forever. How long? Forever. Forever. And his faithfulness continues to what? Each generation. You want to pass your faith in Jesus to the next generation? Let them see you worship with all your heart when you come to worship. Let them see you pray with passion when you are at home, when something happens and, 
and you need the Lord, let them see you turn to his word and say, you know, let's read the scriptures together. And your faith passes from generation to generation. Don't be one of those people that's like, well, we've got to go to church today. Well, I guess we sort of have to pray, or I've read this passage before, I'm bored, you know. That passes from generation to generation too, right? So we pass our faith from generation to generation with the wonder and the awe and the passion of worshiping God. So when we come into the presence of God, we come prepared. We come leaning in. And we meet with him and he meets us here. The next thing I want to talk about is the wow that we can have on Monday and every other day. Monday is the day that, you know, reality hits, right? Go back to work, back to school, back to the ordinary life that we live. And the Lord can meet us there. Um, Psalm 42 says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my God and my Savior. How fat, that's why I love Scripture. I mean, it, God knows me better than I know myself. Why so downcast, O my soul? What's up with you, Glenn? Why are you feeling like this? Why are you allowing the circumstances of your life to drag you down? Why are you forgetting the goodness and the greatness of God? Because I'm a human. Because my faith leaks over time. If I don't build it up again. Because the Lord knows that we are dust. That we are weak. That we are fallen. And by his grace, he saves us. He recreates us from the inside out. And he changes us one day at a time. So what I need is to do what the psalmist just said. Why am I downcast? Why am I disturbed? Put my hope in God. Exercise some emotional and spiritual self-discipline. Speak to my own heart. Say, Glenn, God has been so good to you. He is so amazing. Nothing has changed, right? You're your feelings have changed, maybe your circumstances have changed, but God hasn't changed. So I put my hope in Him, and I, every day, with His help, I discipline myself, I do something to get my mind off of myself and onto Him. You know, last week I talked about how uh, dramatically the challenge of depression has swept across America. Since World War II, the incidence has increased multiple times over. In fact, some social scientists say it's a thousand times worse in America. Uh, one scholar, Martin Siegelman, wrote this. As a society, we have lost the sense of connection to something greater than ourselves, to something transcendent and good that can command our devotion and our allegiance. And so we have set our hearts on ourselves. And the self is too small a package to carry the weight of the human hunger for meaning and glory and transcendence. The self is too small to carry the weight of the human hunger for meaning and glory and transcendence. 
Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Do whatever you need to do to get your heart, your mind, your focus up when life is hard. You know, about a year ago now, I did this series called The Curated Soul and suggested that there are lots of different tools and ways that we can use to shape our daily devotional habit, to fit our gifting and our temperament and connect us to God. And I came away from that saying, well, you know, I think for some people it was just like cute little ways to have your devotions. You can sing a little more, you can draw once in a while, you can take a walk in creation. Friends, it's so much more than that. Put your hope in God. Why so downcast? Deal with your own self. Do what you need to do. And I don't know what that is. I know what it is for me. The things I need to do each day to put my heart and my mind back into wow. I was reading uh, this past month. I gave myself a gift for Christmas. Anybody here do that but me? Uh, One of the gifts I gave myself was a couple of books. Christianity Today is a wonderful Christian magazine, and every year they select half a dozen books in different categories. And one of them this year, the book of the year, is called The Litany of the Ordinary. And I think we have a picture of the cover by Tish Harrison Warren. And, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And the whole point of the book is that you can worship God in the little things every day. And you, you discipline your heart and your mind. You use whatever tool you need to use to get your focus back on the Lord. And so she talks about, you know, making lunch and eating leftovers. she got some pretty interesting chapters. One of them is on making the bed. She's like, she hates to make the bed, right? What's the point? You're going to mess it up again anyway. And how uh, she was praying one day and she felt like the Lord spoke into her, into her spirit that it was an act of discipline, you know, that it was good for her to do that. And one of the other things she shared was that she got thinking one day when she was brushing her teeth, she was looking in the mirror and she said, you know, uh, the Bible says that God has given us our bodies as a gift from God. But one of the things we all have to do to worship the Lord is to honor him with our body. So there are any number of ways we can do that, right? But one of them is just take care of it. And she was thinking, well, one day she was brushing her teeth and she said, I'm just taking care of my body, the gift from God. So in my office, I have, you know, kind of an emergency toothbrush, you know. Uh, for those moments when I need it unexpectedly. And so the other day I was brushing my teeth, looking in the mirror, and I was reflecting on what Tish Warren had said. And I thought, I'm going to try and make this a habit. I'm going to sing a worship song while I brush my teeth. Not out loud, that could get messy, right? <laughs> so, and I didn't even know what I was going to sing. Like there was no, there's no instructions on this, right? I'm just making it up. So I start, and guess what came to mind? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm having a wow. And I'm like, really? I didn't know you could worship God brushing your teeth. Did you know that? And I'm thinking, there's a lot of things I could do. There's a lot of things I could do. Daily habits that I could 
turn into moments of wonder and worship. And I didn't tell you that story to tell you to sing while you brush your teeth, okay? Uh, or to say, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad Pastor Glenn does that, you know. Um, the point is, do what you need to do to get to the wonder, to get to the wow. What does it take for you? To look out the window and see God's creation? To be with someone you love and thank the Lord for who they are and their gift to you of their life? To maybe sing a song in your heart and your mind? To read a favorite passage of Scripture? To have a special place, a chair, a corner, a place you discipline your heart and mind to meet with God every day? Because it's in the everyday worship that we experience the kind of wonder that keeps our soul healthy and fresh and alive. The text that's in the program today is from Psalm 145, verses 1 and 2. I exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Would you read the next sentence out loud with me? Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Every day, every day I will find a way. I will build a habit. I will discipline myself to lean into you and to worship you. And then finally, there's the wonder of building a way of life, a wow way of life. It says this in Hebrews chapter 13. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a what? Let's read that again. Offer to God a... Why is praise a sacrifice? Because sometimes I don't feel like it, right? Sometimes it's just hard. It's just an act of the, of the will, of the mind, where we say, you know, God is still good even when life is hard. Mm-hmm. God is still good even when life is hard. The fruit of my lips that openly profess his name. And I do, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, you know, Worship isn't just singing or praying or reading our Bibles. Worship is responding to God with everything I have to everything he is. Did you get it? Worship is responding. It starts with him. Worship is responding to everything I have because of everything he is. And sometimes that's serving a person in need. It's noticing the person around me that needs some love and encouragement or a hand. In this past week, Pastor Shane and I have been working on the next Serve Our City coming up at the end of May. And uh, it's been really cool because you, you know that we have been connecting with other congregations here in Davison. We've had a couple of prayer times together. The pastors pray together on the first Wednesday of every month. And now we're starting to talk about doing some serving in our community, at least coordinating it, maybe doing it in the same week as many other congregations. How cool would that be? Is that a good idea? And so I think it's a great idea. It's, it's a God idea. He's at work. And so we, we began to have that conversation here in the last few months. And, you know, I think about practically demonstrating the love of God in practical ways 
that show people that, you know, it's not just what we do when we come together on Sunday. We love being together. We love worshiping God. It's not just what I do or you do in our private times alone with God. It's living a life every day that does what we can to make this world that much better, to add value, to bring God's grace in touch with the needs all around us. And so the Bible says, back to that verse, I do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, would you read the last three words, God God is pleased. Wouldn't you like to please God? You know, I grew up in a church and they were great people, but they kind of taught me that it was really easy to tick God off. That God was mostly upset with me and disappointed in me and I had to do an awful lot to try and make him happy, right? Well, guess what? When I give God the sacrifice of praise, God is pleased. I know how to make God smile. I know how to touch his heart when I worship him, when I serve him, when I touch other people in his name. God is pleased. I love that. Some of you know that my dad died suddenly when I was eight. And for two years, uh, my mom was a single parent. And uh, she eventually remarried. And she married my father's younger brother whose wife had died in the interim. So my uncle became my stepdad, and we became one confused family, I'm telling you that. Um, so Uncle Sherman became my dad. Sherman Teal uh, was a very strong-willed, very unique personality, and uh, his stepson was too. That would be me. And um, so I remember that almost every night, when I would say goodnight and go to bed, I would, uh, typically it seemed like they were in the kitchen or whatever. I would go and say goodnight to both of them and I would kiss my mom uh, and just kind of sneak away from my dad, right? <laughs> like there was no way that was going to happen. And uh, I remember about a year in, uh, there came a night when I kissed my mom goodnight and without thinking, I kissed my dad. And I'm halfway to the bedroom and I went, what? <laughs> what? What, what just happened there? You know, it was like instinctive. And then for a long time, that became my new habit. And I was thinking about uh, what that meant to my dad. And um, I think when I give my heavenly father my genuine love, it touches his heart. God is not a robot. God is not a force. God is not impersonal. He is my heavenly father. And when I love him, and I show him, and I tell him, and I mean it, <laughs> it touches his heart. So the worship team is going to come, and we're going to sing, and we're going to close with uh, kind of a classic worship song. We haven't sung it in a little while, but a lot of us know it and love it. And it's based on the passage that was in the video from Revelation chapters 4 and 5. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of parts in the book of Revelation that I don't quite fully understand. I'm working on it, but I don't have it all down. 
But chapter 4 and chapter 5, I get. This is the worship of the Lamb that we will one day get to enter into. And the passage says, Then I looked, and I heard the voices of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. And they encircled the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders, and in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb, now this is Jesus, who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. I'm going to get to do that for all eternity. And right here, right now, with you, I'm going to get to practice. Let's stand.